Thanks so much for joining me for episode number three of the Electric Academy podcast. So just to recap, so far we've gone through the super easy question of what is electricity? And we obviously it's not that easy. So far it's the longest part of the podcast. We've got, I think that one's 27 minutes. Then we stepped a little bit into what is voltage, what is current, what is resistance, and we talked about Ohm's law. So that was just kind of a quick and easy bite. And today, with great power comes great responsibility. Get what I did there? And I am hoping you picked up on that when we, uh, at the little bit beginning there, when we had Doc Brown talking about the 1.21 or 1.21 gigawatts of power. So we'll get into discussing a little bit about what that gigawatt power is and just to get a basic idea of it. So why do we even care about power? Power is the measurement of energy transfer over time and energy costs money. Batteries aren't free, and stuff that comes out of our electrical outlets, that's not free either. So power measures how fast the pennies are draining out of your wallet. And again, I think I mentioned in a previous podcast, up here in Canada where I live, we don't have pennies anymore. So they're also not draining pennies out of our wallet. They're probably draining dollar, dollar, dollar bills, y'all. So anyways, energy is energy. It comes in many potentially harmful forms. So energy can come as heat. It can come as radiation, sound, nuclear. And more power means more energy. So it's important to have an idea of just what kind of power we're working with when we're playing around with electronics or electricity. Fortunately, when we're playing around with just like little LEDs or spinning, small spinning motors, anything that you're doing in the, maybe the shop at the school you're going to, you lose track of how much power you're using. The worst that could happen is just maybe smoking a resistor, letting the smoke out of the wires, and that's about bad, as bad as it's going to get. But in real world situations, it can be quite harmful. And in later episodes, we'll talk about arc flashes and how much energy and power is being released in that. So yes, at this stage of the game, when we're talking about just a little bit of power, we're talking about LEDs, very, we're talking like milliamp, or not milliamps, sorry, milliwatts. But when we get into big things, like big substations and big power distribution centers, we're talking about a substantial amount of power. So we've got to be very, very careful with it. So just to run over what we're going to cover in today's podcast, we're going to go over the definition of power. We're going to talk about examples of electric heating transfers. We're going to talk about watts, which is the unit of power. And we'll talk about how you can calculate power using voltage, current, and resistance. And we'll talk a little bit about maximum power ratings. So as before, if you're just joining us now, it might be in your best interest to go back and just listen to the other podcasts on what is electricity and voltage and current and resistance, just to get caught up to speed. So go ahead. We'll wait for you. Just kidding. We're moving on. So into power. What is power? There's many types of power. You've got physical power, social power, superpower, odor blocking power, love power. But in this podcast, we're going to be focusing on electric power. So what is electric power? Well, in general physics terms, power is defined as the rate at which energy is transferred or transformed. It's basically work being done over time. So first, what is energy and how is it transferred? Well, it's hard to state simply, but energy is basically the ability of something to move something else. There's many forms of energy, mechanical, electrical, chemical, electromagnetic, thermal, and many others. Energy can never be created or destroyed, only transferred into another form. A lot of what we're doing in electricity and electronics is covered different forms, is converting different forms of energy to and from electrical energy. 
Lighting LEDs turns electric energy into electromagnetic energy. Spinning motors turns electric energy into mechanical energy. Buzzing buzzers or making doorbells rings makes sound energy. Powering a circuit off a 9-volt battery turns chemical energy into electrical energy. All of these forms of ener- are forms of energy transfer. So electric energy in particular begins as electric potential energy, what we lovingly refer to as voltage. When electrons flow through that potential energy, it turns into electric energy. In most useful circuits, that electric energy transforms into some other form of energy. Electric power is measured by combining both how much electric energy is transferred and how fast that transfer happens. So there's producers and consumers of energy and of power. Each component in a circuit either consumes or produces electric energy. A consumer transforms electric energy into another form. For example, when an LED lights up, electric energy is being transformed into electromagnetic. In this case, the light bulb consumes power. Electric power is produced when energy is transferred to electric from some other form. A battery supplying power to a circuit is an example of a power producer. Now let's talk about wattage. Energy is measured in terms of joules. Since power is a measurement of energy over a set amount of time, we can measure in joules per second. And the unit for joules per second is abbreviated as watts, or W would be the abbreviation. Now, it's very common to see watts preceded by the standard prefixes micro, milli, kilowatt, megawatt, or gigawatts, and are all common depending on the situation. Microcontrollers, like a little Raspberry Pi or Arduino, they usually operate in the microwatt or milliwatt range. Laptop and desktop computers operate in the standard watt power range. Energy consumption of a house is usually in the kilowatt range. When we start talking about electrical code, you'll see that come up quite a bit. And large stadiums might operate at the megawatt range. And when we're talking about power distribution and we're talking about, say, a dam, you're definitely going to be dealing with megawatts. And gigawatts come into play for large power scale power stations and time machines. Sorry, I got these notes here. Obviously, time machines, 1.21 gigawatts. There you go. Now you understand where the gigawatt comes from. Now, when we're calculating power, electric power is the rate at which energy is transferred. It's measured in terms of joules per second or a watt. Given a few basic electricity terms that we know now, how could you calculate power in a circuit? Well, we've got a very standard measurement involving potential energy or volts, which are defined in the terms of joules per unit of charge or joules per coulomb. Current, another of our favorite electricity terms, measures charge flow over time in terms of the amps, coulombs per second. Putting the two together, what do we get? We get power. So that gives us our first formula, which we call Watt's Law, and that is power is equal to voltage times current. And you'll see it commonly out in the field as P is equal to V times I or E times I. Again, voltage can either be V as in Victor or E as in Ernie. So if we have a circuit, let's just use an example, and it's hooked up to a 9-volt battery, and there's a 10-ohm resistor. Well, we can work out the current, and if you go back to the last episode, you'll learn that the current is based off of Ohm's Law. We would just go V divided by R gives us the current. So in this case, we're going to go 9 divided by 10 gives us 0.9 amps, or we can call that 900 milliamps. So now we have everything we need to calculate the power being used in the circuit. We could take 9 volts times 0.9 amps, and we get 8.1 watts. So that is how we can calculate power in a resistive circuit. Now, what we can actually use, instead of having to figure out what the current is and then doing another step to figure out what the power is, we can actually use resistive elements in our circuit to determine what the power is across it. 
So there's two formulas that we can use. We can, uh, and I'm not going to go into how, there's a way, and I, if I was teaching you this in front of the class, I would actually walk you through and how these formulas get derived. But suffice it to say right now, just believe me that power is equal to voltage squared over R, or P is equal to V squared over R, or E squared over R. Or if you have current, you can use power is equal to I squared times R, or I squared R. And you'll hear a lot of people talk about I squared R losses, and we'll discuss this quite a bit when we talk about transformers, about how transformers can help us get rid of I squared R losses. I squared R losses are the losses of heat in a conductor. So we end up losing energy in a conductor through heat because you have, if you have a high current with a resistor, you're going to get high power losses. And so we want to keep as much power as we can. And we'll talk about that when we get into transformers. So why do we care about the energy, the power dropped on a resistor or any other component for that matter? Remember, the power is a transfer of energy from one type to another. When the electrical energy running from the power source hits the resistor, the energy transforms into heat. And possibly that could even be more heat than a resistor could handle, which leads to, you know, letting smoke out of the resistor or out of the wires. And anybody who's seen smoke get out of the wires knows that it's almost impossible to get that smoke back in the wires. Now, for that reason, we have power ratings and electrical devices will often come with power ratings. And this would be the maximum power that this unit or component can handle. Generally, when you're dealing with resistors, you'll see resistors will have a power rating come with them. Generally, I think they're around, and I could be wrong, but anywhere from like an eighth of a watt to a half of a watt would be across like a little resistor. But if you need bigger ones, then you can get bigger ones for that. So if you are if you know, if you're calculating your circuit out and you realize that you need to get, have more power in there and say that half a watt isn't going to work for you, but you needed three watts, well, you can go to a wholesaler or to an electronic store and buy a three watt resistor. So just be very careful about that. Know that you need to be aware of how much power the resistor is going to take. Okay, that's basically all I really want to go into today. So that's your power. Again, power is equal to volts times amps. So again, it's the interaction of voltage and current, but we can also calculate power by taking I squared times R or E squared over R. As always, I'm having a blast making these podcasts. If there's anything you would like me to cover, please let me know. And you can send me an email at chad at theelectricacademy.com. If you could do me a favor, and if you're digging what I'm putting down here, then if you could go ahead and leave a review or at least a five-star rating on whatever application you're listening to, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever, um, Overcast, any of those, it helps get the word out. And I would just like to kind of get this out there and let people know that electrical theory doesn't have to be so difficult to understand. And that is the whole mission behind the Electric Academy and what we try to achieve here. If you have any inkling into more, I have a ton of videos up on YouTube. You can check out the Electric Academy's YouTube channel and I'll make sure I add links to the show notes. And also I've still got the waiting list open for the Electric Academy membership site and that will be going live in probably a couple months. So get yourself on that list for some great savings and great deals. Have a great week, everyone. Stay classy, and we'll see you on the other side.